Hi, this is Chris Papantonio and you are listening to Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. Hello everybody, my name is Ian Taylor and welcome to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast, brought to you by the Marvel Cards Fan Collective. They're an awesome community of card collectors and creators. You can join them. Come check us out on Facebook, details of which are at the end of this podcast. With me, as always, is my co-pilot in all things Marvel cards. It makes sense to have at least one of these on your bench. You may have a Hulk, but hold my beer. We have a Noren Rad. Nice. Hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I was chuckling at myself writing that intro, and I thought, he's going to really enjoy that one. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm yeah. very much into it. How you doing, buddy? You all right? I'm, I'm doing great. How are you holding it up? I'm all right. It's, it's your it's your favorite time of the year. As we record, it's a week until Halloween, even though you've been celebrating yes. it since August. That's the best part. I'm ready. I've been nice. practicing my celebration for Halloween, and I'm here and ready to do this. Are you going to dress up? Yes, 100%. Good, good, good. Um, we, um, we don't do it as big in the UK. However, my daughter is properly, properly... Um, excited about it and we've been we've been exploring the options of of whether it's good to share a five-year-old ghostbusters i think so well that's the thing no it's pretty well yeah no she loves the song i actually don't think it's that it's going to be the um the the ghost bits that are going to scare her i think that it's the um sexual content no there's quite a lot of sexual innuendo in it yeah there's I the whole bit the where Dan Aykroyd gets, <laughs> yeah, I'm the key master. You know, you want this body, Sigourney Weaver saying that. Um, <laughs> oh, Sigourney. stand up and Sigourney. say yes in unison. Um, and there's the bit where Dan Aykroyd gets blown by ghost. It's a good bit. Yeah, uh, apparently so. this. I love that scene. It's a good scene. Apparently so. Right, we're gonna do we're gonna do this live. I'm gonna do a live mic check now. I'm gonna do a live mic check, and we'll keep this fun. I think you're going through your bug mics. Are you going for your bud mic rather than your mic mic? This is going to get weird. What is a bud mic? Your microphone. The one that you're talking into. Is it plugged in? Is it the one that's yes. recording? Right. Because well, I wasn't sure be. if it was going for your buds. Do I sound weird? Maybe, I'm, maybe it is. It doesn't sound quite as immediate as, as when you normally do on your well, mic mic. Just said it. There we go. Does it sound better now? Oh, my goodness me. Ladies and gentlemen. He's back in the room. Say something. I'm in here. Did I sound so far away, I guess? Mate, mate, mate. It's, it's like night and day. It's like Jekyll and Hyde. It's like we had Mirror Universe Norin, and now we've got the real thing. This is fantastic. It's I like classic this. Coke versus the new Coke. It is, it's, uh, right. it's completely different. Okay. Welcome back. Well, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> there you go. Okay, now we can start the show. Uh, welcome, everybody. <laughs> I'm going to go kill that other Norn now. I'll be right back. <laughs> I, I, was just, I was listening to you and I was thinking, something's not quite quite, quite firing for me. I'm glad you said it. Mm, no. Especially uh, this week. Uh, it's, it's just the two of us this week. So it is yes, even it is. more important that, that, that you can hear Norrin's immediacy, his, 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 his dulcet tones, his, his urgency. His, it helps with the intimacy. It does. It does. As they say. Everyone right needs Norrin in the room with them. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> and people call the cops and there's a restraining order. Um anyway. Not my first. So, so we're not yeah, yeah, normally. Um and we're gonna so we're not gonna show her Ghostbusters, we've decided, even though she's desperate to see it. She has watched the trailer about Have you shown her the music times. video for Ghostbusters? No, actually. Ray Parker. No, that's a not bad idea. That's a not bad That's idea. a nice one. I don't think there's anything crazy in yeah, there. Yeah, I think it's, it's kind of nice. she likes. But we are we are going to watch a Halloween film next Saturday because it is on a Saturday. And of course, as people listen to this, this would have been weeks ago. But at the moment, we're leaning towards Casper the Friendly Ghost. Great movie. Ghostbusters yeah. in it too, by the way. Yeah, excuse me? Say that again? Ghostbusters are in Casper. You don't remember? No, I've not, I don't think I've seen Casper. Oh my God! You've never seen Casper the Friendly Ghost. So. I don't think so. No, I mean the, uh, the the live action, obviously, right? Yeah, the the one with Christina Ricci before she yeah, was, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, was yeah. okay to fancy her. Um, oh, I Ricci was great. She was in that other movie where there's four women actresses and they're looking at them younger selves in the treehouse, um, and like there's a flashback sequence between like their younger self and older self. Rosie O'Donnell's in it, and uh, a couple other people as well. Um, really beautiful, cute movie. Really nice movie, actually. I'll remember wow. the title in a minute. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Christina Ricci was in everything, obviously. And then she, you know, started doing other stuff. Um, in my dreams, for for a large portion of my life. Well, she was in a really spicy role. That was a weird movie. Uh, oh, Black Snake, Snake Mona. Moan. Yeah, but Moan. Yeah, Moan. Yeah. yeah, that was a cool movie, but that was very a good strange. film. I liked it. I don't think it was bad. Yes, Samuel Jackson's in it too. Yeah, but Um, Ghostbusters are in Casper, so she'll get a kick. That's a great pick. Okay. All right. Well, might do that. Or I might um, have a little look at the um, Adams Family. Oh, great movie. Love Adam's Family. Yeah. Totally holds up, too. Part one and two, funny enough. Yeah, I mean, it'll be part one if we do it, because Raul Julia... um, God rest his soul, was just superb in that movie. He was. As well as Angelica Houston, of course. Can... I mean, they killed it. Yeah. That, that was great, man. Christopher can't Lloyd. Beat that. Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd, man, as... Um, Uncle oh my God. Fester? Fester. Yeah, Uncle Fester. That's it. Yeah, Uncle yeah. Fester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say Igor, and I was like, that's young Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I, don't think I don't think she's quite ready for a Mel Brooks movie yet. Guess uh, what's on Amazon Prime, by the way. Oh, go on. Angel, <gasps> you're kidding me. Well, I have I have the five I have the all five series downstairs on the original bookcase edition DVD Ooh. box sets. Um, but uh, but of course, maybe uh, for Halloween we should do an episode where we watch the pilot together. We and yeah, we've been talking open about up this. cards or something. Talking about this. Well, I um, what I need to do, what I need to do. Well, first of all, Tell I me. should, I should. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's good that we manage expectations, even though this will come out weeks after Halloween. But we're not going to yes. repeat a Halloween episode this year. <laughs> no, we won't. Um, um, and in fact, by the time people hear this, they'll realise that actually we took Halloween week off because episode, as we record, episode sixty nine has dropped. We've Greg Bobby, um, aka Bobby Nisavacci, I think his name is actually. Um, not sure what his Good name. name is, Greg Bobby. Captain 69. And that was just an absolute hoot to record. He was a trip. Oh, he was a trip. Was, what a so fun much, guy. That was so much fun. Um, and the, the reason I mentioned that is because some of the stuff we talked about on that episode we'll talk about today because we're going to talk about Marvel Masterpieces 2020 um, today. Yes. But also by the time people hear this, they would have heard our interview with Simone Bianchi. Oh. How cool is that? 
What a lovely, how cool is that, man? Fella. That was the best. What a lovely that was fella. The best. I, I got, oh, he's the best. I got the best, five the minutes best, into the, the re-listen of the um, uh, of the, of the edit, and I was just grinning from ear to ear. And I thought, you know, this is just people are going to love this. Um, so, so yeah. So by the time this 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 comes out, um, people would have heard it. So, and we'll be on our way. I'm just going to say it now. You will not want to miss episode seventy-five. No, <laughs> you will not you want will to miss not. episode seventy-five. I still that haven't washed my earbuds. Crazy since uh, since hearing the uh, party that we may have interviewed for episode seventy-five. I, I've just had the best time. I, I, honestly, and seventy I, was already crazy enough. I, I think that's the weirdest part. Seventy was yeah. just insane, and then for seventy-five to happen yeah. like back to back, basically, right? Oh, yeah, literally back to back weekends. Honestly, no disrespect respect intended to anyone we've spoken to for this podcast ever at all ever I can honestly say it was the uh, it, it, i had so much fun on episode 75 <laughs> no it was a great it was a trip it was just it was a trip there was a point in the recording of episode 75 where you and me looked at each other and we were like what's going on <laughs> i love that i don't know but it's Loved brilliant it. <laughs> Well, I like how kooky everybody is. I mean, I think that's the funnest thing. Like a lot of people that we've spoken to on this podcast have all been kind of kooky and we're kooky. So I I see why it makes sense, but it was pretty unexpected, I think. And it was really nice to have that. Lovely. It was lovely. It was real. It was a real capture lightning in a bottle experience yes um, yes so I'm, I'm i I, I feel blessed my friend that we're doing this. super lucky <laughs> so, um so i i want i've got a couple of things before we get into the main meat of the episode um when i was listening to the rebel base card podcast and folks if you're into uh well Such obviously you're into podcast. trading cards you know it obviously focuses on star wars trading cards but there's so many crossovers in terms of hobby and and how it interconnects and and and, and the kind of things that people collect and go for and 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 greg does this wonderful thing on every episode that he calls homestead keeping where he mm. just gets like a little bit of admin out of the way and he might be talking about set releases and what's coming up and and price points and things like that genius which is absolutely great because we've tops you kind of know a lot of that stuff quite far in advance so yes um, so and and especially when you've got a lot of products dropping so i think tops have had as equally crowded back end of the year as, as upper deck have with holocron and mandalorian and uh there's a star wars stellar which has been a yes, really amazing yes, set, which yes. is something I eventually want to talk about. Uh, that Marvel should be doing the same thing. Yes. So we'll. So we'll definitely. So we're definitely going to we'll have. have Greg, we'll have an episode. Yeah, we're, we're going to have Greg back on. Um, <gasps> yes. I don't think Greg knows this, but I think I mean it's always been the case. But Greg, uh, come and talk to us again. Um, let's do another crossover because because it be should awesome. be at least an annual event. Uh, I would say um, he's the best. So um, on the homestead keeping, I wanted to talk about. Uh, the fact that I've been searching for uh, uh, just a better binder solution. Now, being in the UK, a lot lot of people in the US have have landed on Avery, either Durable View or Heavy Duty as their binders of choice, which um, allow customization of the spine and the front. Um, I believe they've got inner pockets. I believe they're pretty sturdy binders anyway. And they're free D-ring as well, which is good. And they come in a variety of whips. So, which is great and absolutely wonderful. But I find with um, 
my sensibilities now are moving towards having a binder, but having it in a slip case because yep. it stands up a lot better on a shelf, especially if it's a wider yep. one holding a bigger set. And also it, it just protects it and encloses it a bit more. And that I found a real real trouble to get now i found a company in america so for our american listeners there is a company called binder tech and that's binder with t-e-k on the end and they do make slip cases um and i contacted them and they don't ship to the uk so i was like okay fine so i started hunting around and i kind of strayed into the area of archival um storage which is very yes. expensive and i've settled on the product i want for my black cat collection Ooh. however it will cost me the best part of 50 dollars, i'd say for a single archive box binder however it is glorious and it will fully enclose my collection um and I like that it is lovely it's absolutely stunning um so i'm going to buy that to replace my black cat binder um because it will just protect them a lot better um and they'll be, yeah, the binder won't kind of sag or tip over or anything like that. It'll hold them nicely. So so I'm, I'm going to get that. But for my other sets, and especially my Marvel Masterpieces sets, um, up to 2008, they're all kind of roughly similar size. Obviously, 94's a big beast with the double format, you know, the gold sig and the regular. 95 yeah. has got a similar thing going on. Um, 2007 is quite a big set. Um, with 92, of course, you've got the buyback set, so that actually doubles the size of the set. So what I did in the end is I, I found something that's on the coin collecting spectrum. Ooh. Um, and I, I, I thought, you know what? And I, I looked at it, and it, it turned out that the price was a lot less. Um, it worked out at um, – I'm just trying to find it now because I've lost the window that I had it open on. Um, it is called a change checker. Um, and it is a, it's a folder designed for coin collectors. Hmm. Um, and so, you know what? I thought, I'm going to go, I'm going to buy one. I'm just going to try it out. Um, so it set me back Ooh. for a single, including shipping. It set me back less than $20 converted. And it's finally arrived. Oh, that looks sexy. And here it is. So it's Oh damn. Um, That's really nice. It's really sturdy. It's um it is I think it is a plastic material over cardboard. So it look it's made to look leatherette, but I don't know if you see. I can live with that. I can um, make that. The only thing is, it, it doesn't come in black. Because as with all binders, my first question is Batman's question is does it come in black? Or very, very good question. Very dark gray. It's well, the, the answer, question. <laughs> the answer is no, it doesn't. Um, on the website that I uh, that I got them from, um, it comes in blue, green, or red. So I was like, okay. So I went for the red because Marvel masterpieces and Marvel. Um, and it turns out it's, it's kind of a really dark, rich burgundy. And I don't know if you're getting that from my webcam. I am seeing that. I actually thought color. it was like a dark brown. And it is so. really lovely. It's really rich. You know that rich. Um, like leaf peepers uh, would get that if they went up to New England wow. at this time of the year. Um, and it has got a very slight faux grain to it, but it has got a smooth, that smooth. So I can, it doesn't come with pockets or anything like that for me to put a label in, but I can yeah. get those self-adhesive ones that you can put on there quite happily. Mm. And I could also do it on the spine, even though there's got very slight curvature mm. there. So that's it in the slip case. Let's take it out. So the slipcase is 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 pretty tasty. Uh, the only thing I will say is that these are pretty sharp. 
these edges here just where it goes in. But well, it's how you protect your collection. If people oh, don't know what they're doing, they get physically hurt. But it's, you know, and then that they have is to a, walk away. That's just the slipcase. That's like just dirty. You know, that's dirty. And it stands up on its own independently. Um, so, that's you know, what she said. Hey, so it's a binder, you know? Yes. <laughs> Love it. Um, and so I've put my it's a really nice pieces. binder. Yeah, it's all right. It's three rings. It's D ring. Uh, the rings are a little bit thin, but it's okay. Um, and it's holding there my ninety two set. Ooh. So you can see I've got my wrapper page there, which is a four pocket ultra pro page. Then I've got my Marvel Magazine. Age in a comic nice. book um, sleeve, ultra comic book sleeve. Abs. Then I've got the advert, the original advert, nice. with it, nice, again on the back nice. of the comic. And then, well, that's my promo page. So, yeah, but it holds it really nicely. Then I've got your lost cards that only came in the tin, you know, the ladies, the lost ladies. Scarlet Witch. Are they all ladies? I didn't even know that. Yeah, they're all female characters. Uh, Death Bird, Typhoid Mary, and Jubilee. That Scarlet Witch, by the way, I'm going to hoik that out now. That Scarlet Witch, I have, since I've looked at this, Again, I've that Scarlet Witch is. I can't believe I've I've never appreciated how good that card is. No, it's amazing. I think that is possibly in my top five from the ninety two set. It's hundred percent stunning. On top ten, it's top five stunning. for me too. Uh, stunning, stunning. LM one. So you'd have only got that, I believe, if you got the tin, because um, it's wow. in there. Um, anyway, uh, and then of course, Battle Spectra, um, mm. and then I've got a page for the regular. And a page for the buyback. As oh, I go through, is that how you, you stacking I mean? them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've got like mirrored pages. Um, I think that's a good idea. Set. And it holds all that very comfortably. I've got room for a few more comic pages to put in a few other promo things, and I'm still not. And you're still way under. Yeah, that's a pretty good binder. It's so, a good size. Yeah, one now, inch uh, for the binder. That's I not, think that's not a three it, inch. That's a two inch. No, I think it's. Uh, let me just measure. I think it's inch and a half. <laughs> Let me just quickly wow. check. That's pretty good, man. For a slipcase, too. That's nice and compact. That's, uh, well, it works out. Yeah, it'll be an inch and a half internal on the binder, which is two inch on the outside. And including the slipcase, we're about two and a half inches shelf, shelf width. And it is just like... I love it. Fuck up. So um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get another... I'm going to get one for each of the Marvel beginning sets. Um, and I might get those in a different color. I might get those in the blue. Mm, I like that. And then I'll keep the masterpieces in the burgundy, which is described. I think the burgundy is classic for yeah. masterpieces, yeah. Um, so I'll get one for 93, one for 94, 95, 96, 2007, 2008. So I, I probably need about another 10. Do they ship to the US or is this UK? Um, I wouldn't be at all surprised if you can find a shipper in the US. So what I'll do is I'll pop a link to where I got them on the tasting notes. Um, mm. And um, because I did find them on Amazon, but the website I found them was was a coin specialist in the UK and it was actually cheaper than Amazon to get them from this coin. Yeah, I would imagine. Um, so including the ship slipcase, it came in at about £12 and then £5 shipping. So added together, it was about 20 bucks. So... Interesting. Yeah, so I'm very happy with that. So I just wanted to touch on that because... I think you should be. It looks really I've good, been, actually. Um, I've been struggling with a binder solution that I'd be happy with because, um, yeah, I need to I need to upgrade my Masterpieces binders. Um, yeah, it looks like I will be doing sets and collecting sets now, thanks to mm-hmm. this. 
So it looks like I will be bindering as well. Even go the slipcase like route. If, if I'm going 100% yeah. going the slipcase route. Well, that's the thing. If, if I had binder tech in the UK, I'd have probably got their slipcases that go with the yeah. Avery binders. So you've got that option there. And the Avery binders, I think, are a lot cheaper in the US. So I, I, I'd know, advise you to do that. I like the slipcase thing, if I can be honest. I don't like the Avery binders. I don't like... Here's my thing. There's a couple of things about binders I don't like, mm. okay? So cool. here are my three things about binders. This is what led me to get the whole... Um, what is it called? The Pelican case yep. and how I do the top loader stuff. So this is what happened. One about binders. I don't like that when you have pages, you know, card pages in a binder that they do this thing where they tilt because of the weight. And then you have to like be careful the way you put them in bookcases. And then you're like leaning on that corner card. Hence the drives me case. crazy. Mm-hmm. Hence the slipcase, which I think is brilliant. Second thing. I don't know if it's me or if it's my hands or my inability to turn a page. But when I turn pages, I freak out about the binder rings pinching a card in this in the pages that I flip. You know, like when you flip pages really fast or you flip like a bunch of pages and then they lean on the rings inside the binder. Mm. Obviously, Ian yeah. is better at flipping pages than I yeah. am. And I am just totally awful at them. But I am very paranoid about my binder rings and denting my cards. So there's the second thing. My third thing, Never had I totally forgot because I said three things because you say three <laughs> things when you do this kind of stuff. And I totally forgot what my third thing was. Uh, just at the top. Uh, well, but I do think a slipcase. Slip yeah, it's a slipcase. So, so slip two out of three is pretty good. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. The, um, the, I think Binder Tech do um, sell binders with the slipcases, but I think they send you the Avery binders. The slipcases they make are designed to fit Avery binders, but they're not Avery making them. I think this this other company that makes them. So, um, but yeah, that, these uh, change checker ones, I've I've closed the link on my browser now, so I can't find it. Um, are just wonderful. Um, so I will be getting some more of those. Um, I remember I did send you a link to it actually. You did. Scroll. Let me scroll. It's in there. We, we, we've talked a lot, so it's. I'm we've scroll. we've done this. We've gone down this road. <laughs> Pardon my French. Oh my goodness. How far back? I can't find it. It's I probably is the way back. Oh, here now. we go. Coin Gallery. Here we go. Coingallery.co.uk. Oh. Change checker plus nine pocket. In fact, yeah, it was less than it was less than ten pounds. It was nine pounds thirty-four. Actually, no, that's great. slipcase. Admin slip right, slipcase adds three pounds. So it's thirteen pounds. Yeah. Um that's yeah, nice. Um, it doesn't give the measurements in um, in inches. It gives them in millimeters. But yeah, it's it's more than big enough for ultra pro platinum pages with room mm. to spare. Um, Love it. Yeah, it's nice. Really nice. Anyway, um, should we do our artist intro before we? Um, I would love before to. we get into the meat of things. I'm going to share screen. So we just meet on here. Meet will. I feel like sometimes I just yell again. things. Is that? That's yeah. weird. Podcast right? Tourette's, dear. It's a known thing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. You're not alone. Well, that makes me feel better. Good. Um, the share thing is in the way of my, my screen, which is really annoying. Yeah. How dare you? So, this week's intro artist. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Oh, come on, man. That's so unprofessional. Hang on a minute. Jeez. Mm. Oh, dear. And I'm back. <clears throat> This happened. 
<laughs> Chris Papantonio. Bless you, sir. Antonio. You sent this in such a long time ago. I don't think coronavirus was even invented. Um, and because we've had so many guests doing their own we really have. We, we, we've kind of way behind on the, all the people who kindly sent us in some stuff. So, um, Chris Papantonio, however, is a gorgeous man. Um, I, I believe yes. Greek um, in in his heritage and um, uh, origins, but uh, living in the UK. Um, and I, I hit him up because I'd seen some rather fine work for Marvel Premiere on his Instagram feed, um, 2019. So I'm just going to scroll down. Uh, his Instagram feed here and you can see some of the stuff that he's done um, wow. and it's it's some really solid work I'm just going to start let's just start with that rogue um, it's, it's just lovely colours uh, I love that colour stuff so kind of mixture thing very work. cool I, I really like his um, signature as well on the card if you can just see that there it's really it's oh really it does sweet. look really nice doesn't yeah. it I love it when artists make their mark on the front of the card and it's actually a kind of a really identifiable thing Yes, um, I think one hundred percent. It's uh, it just it just kind of sings to me a little bit, um, mm-hmm. and um, he, it's really rich the the coloring that he has in his cards, um, and it really reminds me of um, the kind of richness you get from Marlo Martos. Do you remember his his stuff? Oh yeah, his, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. done That's some good one. people, and there's another artist um, who's new to me who's just started sharing his anime work. Oliver Castaneda, I think his name is. Oh, that was good stuff yeah. too. And his so it's kind of, and it may well just simply be down to the materials they're using. I don't know, but there's there's a vibrancy um, and a real sort of pop um, to the colours on their cards. There's um, there's one here that I saw on this on his multi-panels. Here we go. There's one here where he's done a Punisher. Oh, that looks great. Man. He's done a two-part Punisher puddle. P- p- puddle? Puddle? He's, excuse me? Puddle? Puzzle. Puddle panel? Um, of um, Gwen, uh, Spider-Gwen, who's now called Ghost Spider, but I'm still going to call her Spider-Gwen, um, and Same. Silk. So Silk's on one half and, and Ghost Spider's on the other. So um, Now, that is actually an AP commission. Um, so the, 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 the person getting them would have got both halves, but... Um, but it's just the Punisher uh, logo on the sketch card is really nice. I, yeah. I don't think I've I've seen it yet. They did good uh, sketch doc it, on that. It, it looks really good. Works. Yeah, it's it's yeah, kind like of it. a lot of people say some designs are really intrusive. I mean, the Marvel flare yes. got a lot of flack. Um, I've kind of grown to love it. Um, the flare seen, one, yeah. I don't know. You know that I'm not square a f- thing going on. I don't like the square. I've seen yeah, people do good things with the square. That's what I mean. I think. I think that's what. That's that's what. That's true. That's what softened my opinion. I think is because people have actually depends. Artists have actually become more adept at at working with it. I think. And um, yeah, have I got a flare one here in hand? Uh, do I? Yeah, I do. So, for example, some this this is the only flare I have in hand. The rest of them are, are stuck on EPACs. Um, and won't be shipping anywhere anytime soon. Um, this is my Don Mark Nasida one that I know you've seen. Oh, and his great. solution was to be just like leave it in the negative space around the character. Um, but that works, cards. though. So, I think but it that works. does work really well. Um, yeah, I like that, that black yeah, hat. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good a, one. It's a, it's a nice one, that. Um, but, um, but Chris has worked on... Um, Premier um, on Premier. He's also worked on an annual set, and obviously he's also worked on Punisher, mm. as we're seeing from his right. AP stock here. Um, let's right. have a look at a couple of others because he did do some multi-panel 
Um, so here's an example of where the box on flair just gets in the way because the artist has chosen to leave it there and it just kind of yes. I mean he's done the best he can. He's done a psylock, but he's he's chosen to leave that box intact. Um, around I guess there. they just don't know what the box is. Yeah. It's weird. You know, the logos, that's the only problem I have with it. Like, I'm sure it's a callback to the original Flare set, but... But the thing is, the, logos, the logo is flat on the box. It doesn't perspective with the box. Thank you. 100%. It looks really odd. Um, it looks bizarre, yeah. So in terms of sketch card stock design, that Marvel Flare is a, is a thumbs down for me, I'm afraid. It's just um, a little problematic. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's problematic. Because the Flare logo is so pretty already. Yeah. But yeah, you're absolutely yeah, it's right. It's not dimensional. It's just, it's just, uh, yeah. It's the a box shame. is just, you know, in the way. Anyway. Um, what is your favorite sketch card stock you've ever, which one's your favorite? Mm. Oh, well, I've got a real soft spot for Spider-Man archives. Um, in fact, oh. Most of the Rittenhouse stuff, to be fair. Um, Same. Because it has that kind of key, key sketchboard type of thing. Yep. Gorgeous. Um, especially the uncut line. ones. Um, speaking of mm-hmm. uncuts, of course, I got that new uncut AP, which I will. I will, I will show you in a moment. Oh yeah, that's I'll right. Yes, because I know you've seen. That's a good one, man. Oh, you you nailed that one. I that's the black cat, right? I fell in love with it. Yeah. No, I've had to. I sold some stuff to, to have some money for mob pieces twenty twenty, um, mm. and I just had a tiny bit left over because I. And where is it? Where is it? Here we go. Sorry, Chris. We'll be back to you in a moment. Ah. That's gorgeous. So this will be on the tasting notes. This is a Marvel Bronze Age um, uncut artist proof uh, from Rittenhouse. And it is Black Cat by Mary Jane Dizon Pajeron. Pajeron. Wow. Um, who uh, is a mouthful for a start. Uh, I couldn't find this artist on Instagram. Um, I think she may be elsewhere. I have a feeling she doesn't kind of do Marvel sketches anymore because we'd have heard of her on the recent written out stuff. But she just, is an artist though, right? She's yeah. been on the sets oh, yeah. for sure because I've yeah. seen her stuff. But she, I just love the, her use of the space on that. She's really oh, she did great. She did cool. great. And the that. other good thing too, I mean, for uncut cards like that, for me, like a big thing that's important is that you keep, you keep it as if, if it was cut, you would still get the sketch card. You know what I mean? Like the, 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 you know what I mean? Like it feels the composition yeah. within the smaller square is still even. And then you put, and then you look at that. <laughs> Stop sharing your screen for a second. It's hard oh, to see that one. Oh. Hang on a sec. There we go. Oh, that's dead serious. And then you get that. Well, I think the perspective it does. of what I mean, the you, artist I mean, wanted you to focus on is oh, definitely in the middle yes. of the card. Well, this is my friend Scott Barnett. This is an artist proof from Dangerous Divas. Killed uh, it. But the background, uh, the the just the Empire State Chrysler the building, there, right? Yeah. That's insane. And That's the Empire is there too. Stunning. Scott, wow. Scott, Scott, come on the podcast at some stage. Scott's killer. I really want to. I really want to talk. I really want to talk to Scott on the podcast. I really do. Anyway, back to Chris. Back to Chris. Chris, um, Chris. Um, hang on a sec. What am I doing? I've, I can't drive this thing. We're back on Zoom this week, and I've only you're okay driving. Um, to driving Skype. Um, but Chris, I've come trying to find his multi-panel ones because I, I remember seeing them. Oh, look at these DC. Oh, he did DC bombshells. Yeah. 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 He did great on those. Um, they're s- stunning cards. Uh, there's a squirrel, not squirrel girl. Squirrel! Um, and I think he, here we go. There's some of the, um, 
Now, who's this? Oh, is, is this that the, the classic the, fairy tale thing? No, no it's the Champions. Champions Grimm's Fairy Tales. Uh, that's a real dark horse release, that is, because there's sketches in that set, but I just, I I just don't... I'm not aware of them because it's kind of buried within the whole Goodwins thing, which I think is up a day. Um, but oh uh, yeah, but yeah, they're in there, and he's done he's done some of these anyway. Um, Chris, it's 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 gorgeous work. Um, Thank you so minute, much, my friend. It looks wonderful. I'm going to scroll up to the top. Oh, look at that Wolverine, Steven Universe. Wolverine looks good. Brown suit, baby. That's nice, and that's that's not on a card. That's just a uh, commission. That's just a general oh, that's commission. Good. Um, but I'm going to scroll up to the top before we leave Chris's Instagram feed because I I'm dying to see this when it's finished. That's going to be crazy. That's a four piece single, so four single sketch cards, Marvel Premiere uh, AP puzzle sketch, um, and it's Avengers Assemble. And it's all the Avengers rumbling Thanos who's in the middle. And I, at the moment, his latest Instagram is um, just got pencils of that before it's colored. So um, really nice yeah. to see the process. So I'm loving seeing that. So Chris, thank you. You can find Chris at um, Chris underscore Papantonio underscore art. Um, I, I would spell it, but you might not remember it, but I'm still going to spell it. It's P A P. A N T O N I O U. The link will be in the tasting notes and on our social posts. So fantastic. Um, you can find it there. Uh, Chris Papantonio, I look forward to seeing you on more Marvel sets, sir. Um, at your earliest convenience. Please make it happen. Thank you very much. Love me. Anyway. So come back, Norrin. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Are we keeping you up, dear? No, it's not that, but appreciate you outing me. Uh, no, thank you for that. That's quite a <laughs> Anytime. Right. Marvel Masterpieces 2020. Um, Actually really cold over here. Really? Which is, yeah, it's crazy. The temperature dropped. There was some kind of storm that came in, so oh, I get okay. cold. Oh, um, well, uh, virtual yes. hugs to you, dear. Aww. Um, MM 2020. Marvel Masterpieces 2020. This is our kind of our review, really. It's our personal kind of feelings about how the set uh, was for us. Um, I, um, I'm i going to intersperse this with uh, some of the reaction that we've seen in the community uh, and what's been well-received and what has been less well-received. Um, not much on the less well-received part. Um, and I want to do some shout-outs as well. But... Um, I would start off by saying um, on this, I just want to kind of talk about my collecting goals on this set because I know that your collecting goals are often different to mine um, yes, in terms of you don't really tend fun. to set build. Um, so yeah. I am I am set building this and I'm doing the same as I did with 2018, which I'm kind of trying to retrofit to 2016, which I still haven't finished. And 2020, I will be doing the same. So this is my 2020 Ooh. progress so far. <laughs> Holy crap. I'm holding up a box here and it's got three columns of cards. That's base, that's gold sig, and that's what if. Um, and then in between, I've got four of the hollow foil, regular hollow foil. I've got uh, three of the battle spectra so far. Oh. Uh, I've got all of the canvas. So I've completed that little element. Um, Fast. All of the canvas. Um, but um, I'm doing what I normally do, which is go for base, what if, and gold sig 1 to 81. So that's tiers 1 to 3. 
Um, I did on 2018 and on 2016 attempt um, a gold SIG tier four, um, which is nice, but it is it's quite rich, and I ended up selling them when I needed some some coins. So for tier four, I will go purple. I'll do a purple tier four. Purple's a good one, um, which I did on 2018, and um, I will also go for all of the EPAC achievement cards from tiers one to three because I know there will be some. Um, and yeah, because there were some for 16 and 18. Yes, there were. Um, I've not got all of the 16 ones yet, um, but I've got the 2018 ones, and the 2018 ones were beautiful, beautiful They were really pretty. Yeah. Really, really pretty. Because they chose three characters, and they did them across. Uh, there was a base one, which kind of had a rainbow foil mm-hmm. effect, yeah, there was a gold sig one that had a similar rainbow forward effect, but for the what if they did it as a clear acetate, and I can't wait to see Palumbo's work on that clear acetate if they do. That's that going to be really cool. Um, which was different to what they did on 2016. Um, so, um, mm, oh yeah, so that that will be my set. I've, I've decided um, I won't chase the preliminary art, um, and I got quite close to finishing that on 2018, but I'm going to be selling that. Um, so and that actually fits quite nicely in a three-inch binder. When you get that, does it really? I was wondering. Yeah, what, what, yeah what it's size. A, it's a heavy three-inch binder. So I'm gonna I'm gonna mirror the archive binder box that I'm getting for my black cats for the 2016, 2018, and 2020, which means there'll be no issues with the binder tipping and twisting the spine because of the weight of the pages. Uh, it means that any any sag will be caught by the. Um, the bottom of the binder bottom of the slipcase um which on the thicker cards doesn't actually um in my experience i think i've only had it happen once on the fixed stock it doesn't tend to damage the card oh that's great that's Um, great on the thin 90 stuff it will happen but that's because you've overfilled your binder right so you know this is why i'm going for a good healthy Good healthy inch and a half. Good healthy. Um, which no one said ever. Um, on each of those 90s up to 2008 sets, because they'll all fit comfortably within that. I won't be overfilling the binder at all. So, No. So that's that's kind of my goal with it. So I'm probably just over halfway through. Um, but I, know I always feel like that's the way to go. Hmm. Base, gold, sig, what if. I love that. Yeah. That's It's beautiful in the binder too. And I arrange them like that. I do. I do. I so, so card base. number one, base, yeah. gold. So I'll have card number, card number, Card numbers one, two, and three in a nine-up page, and the first column will be base, the middle will be gold sig, and the third column will be what if, and so on. I love that. And it just—if really I was set clean. building, I would one hundred percent do it that way. Yeah, I like it that. Looks, it looks clean. It looks nice. Um, but I know you don't set build like that, do you? You've kind of taken elements of twenty eighteen. You know what? I so I have. I did this retro actively. Obviously, I didn't collect during the time everybody else was collecting just because I'm hunt. Usually, well, what happened with 16 was I had to hunt down a surfer, and surfer was tier four. So that took quite a lot out of me, mm-hmm. um, price wise. And then, so eventually, a 16 set came up, tier one to three. So I just bought the whole set there. So I have a 16 tier one to tier three. Oh, wow. Nice which I'm happy about, which is just the base. I didn't do the gold sig and the what if, which I would, but it's weird. So when you're a character collector, like Ian and I is, and Ian's in both worlds, which is just beastly, um, you know, you always have to kind of like 
pick and choose your battles, especially with modern Marvel sets because Mm -hmm. of what they tend to do with tier systems, the amount of product that's there that you can collect and kind of choose your own adventure kind of card type of thing. And um, anyway, so for 16, I have tier one to tier three. For 18, I have tier one to tier three. So I have those base kind of locked down. Um, I really fell in love with the preliminary art set for 18. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very much an ink and pencil kind of guy. I love process pieces and Simone just does amazing work, both as the thumbnails and sketches and preliminaries and all the way down to the final. Anyway, so it was the first time technically Marvel Masterpieces ever did a preliminary art set. I think I'm right in that. You are. You um, are correct, yeah. So that's why I went for it. There is a, it's not preliminary art. It's called Sketchboard for Marvel Creators Collection. That's right. 98, 1998. And there's a Sketchboard set there, which I really loved. I always loved that set. Even when I was a kid and I first saw it, but couldn't afford it. So I finished that set completely. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it for 18. So for you 18, really, I have... By the way, can I just cut in? You really oh, need one of these binders. I want to get that. Because that I've been thinking about it. Yeah, they're, they're pretty... Uh, uh, they're very affordable. I Are they really? Say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't cost me much. I saw, I saw one in the UK with the full base set in for like 30 quid. So, but it's oh, got, man, if it's you got, see one... Yeah, yeah of course, of course. Well, it's got that black and white... I know. I've been wanting oh, so it. I it, just haven't it seen would it. Actually I haven't work looked really nicely with what you're trying to do. See, that's um, exactly what I would want. Plus, it's got you know. I mean, it's got ah, the checklist sh- actually on the binder. That's the way it should be, baby. The checklist is actually at the back of the binder. It's, it's brilliant. Uh, See, my, I'm going to get that. Speaking of overfilling binders, I've got my Silver Age set in there as well, and it's too much for it. I need to, I need I to get my yeah. Silver Age set in a different binder. No, the I want that binder for sure. So, I'll when I get that binder. Um, I'll pretty much have the whole set and I have the missing card 18 and all that kind of fun stuff. Mm. So I really love that. Um, and so that's what happened. You know, I, I went for the preliminary art stuff, but that's how I do it for 2020. If I get the set, it would be tier one, tier three base yeah. when it's really cheap on comp zero as a full set and I'll just pick it up to have it. Yeah. But yeah, for me, I really have to have like a whole like, theme going on mm-hmm. and like something I really want to go for. So, you know, kind of like doing like a black and white set, you know what I mean? So the sketch, the sketchboard 18, maybe PAs from 20 from Marvel masterpieces 20, but for right now, I'm not mm-hmm. sure what I'll, I don't know what I'll do for MM 20 anime came out. There's been tons of card sets coming out. So I'm just making, just taking my time trying to figure out what oh, I want to take do. Take your time. Take your time. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm going to touch on, I'm going to touch on anime once we've finished talking about 2020. Yeah, of course. There's no, an no, interest- no, 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 no. There's an interesting offshoot of what 2020's done on pricing that, as I've seen on anime. Anyway, um, I, I'm going to go first with what um, I've got. I've got. I've kind of got good and bad written down here, and good points and bad points. Um, and most of the bad is naturally reflective of the set itself. It's just reflective of, of some of the stuff we've seen in terms of the reaction and some of the, maybe some of the pricing and availability aspects. Um, yeah. I'm going to start with the good. I, I think for, for Dave's art and Dave, uh, you know, now I've got these cards in hand and I've been able to look at them a lot more. I, I, it's just amazing. Some of the, some of the stuff you've done in this set, it really just works in that format. Um, 
especially the daredevil so and and i say that because in 2016 and 2018 the what if format was good you know hands down you know caught people's imagination um i think it probably worked a little bit better on on joe joe's set than it did on simone's uh, if I'm being honest with you. Um, but I do find, having seen the 2021, that when I look at the 2016 set, because Joe's work is so vibrant and so comic book, um, I find it, when I look at it in the what-if structure, it's a little bit overwhelming. There's slightly too much going on. You know, it's it's, it's very colourful in some cases. Because Dave's work is kind of a little bit understated, in his portrayal, the what if format works absolutely perfectly. It doesn't overwhelm the artwork. So, case in point is that Daredevil what if from 2020. Yeah. Uh, There's a really good contrast between the poppy colors from the 60s and 70s for logos and yeah. the comic book rendition of the what if with the kind of dark and moody, and the, heavy shadow, and large paint. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 100%. With, with the, the palette that Dave has chosen that. to go with. Um, and I'll tell you where... There's it, more of a pop there for sure. Yeah, I'll tell you where it really works. Because it, it doesn't overwhelm the art, I think, is is is, is where I'm going with yes. that. Yes, um, yeah, I agree. Th- th- there's a couple that are just a bit weird, and this isn't any, any issue with Dave at all. It's just an issue with the design of them. The Winter Soldier one just looks odd because it's just got a logo in the top left. <laughs> Uh, just, just looks a bit strange. Just, just. I think it's a good idea that they're trying to include the more modern comic book variant it kind is. of style. It is, but you're right. It does yeah. float there in a very strange yeah. way. Oh, in the same way with, with 2018 on the tier four, uh, what if for Phoenix? They didn't use yes. the earlier one. They used a much later one, and mm-hmm. it just to me, it's one of the weakest cards not artwork, the artwork, I can't fault that uh, from Simone. It's one of the weakest what-if cards in 2018, for me, that is. It just, I just think it's a, a poor choice of the issue that they, they went with. Um, but um, scrolling through here, because there's a, there's another couple of great examples. The new the Legion one on New Mutants mm-hmm. just, just really works. But the one I'm going for, sorry, because I'm... Gonna... The one on the Legion, I think you lose that yellow writing on the side. Yeah. The power or whatever is there. I think you lose that with the blue a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think sometimes you need these drop shadows just to pull them out a little bit. Ah, the Spider-Gwen's perfect. Yeah. The Spider-Gwen is absolutely nailed it. Um, nailed it, just, it. It just works And it's so the modern well. rendition too. And it looks great. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But the one I'm coming up to, if I can find her, is Silk. I just think that's so, so perfect. Um, the original because, Sin thing works really well. Yeah, it does. And that, you know, that comic did have it. So it's obviously a modern comic because uh, Silk's, what, 10 years in now? Um, yeah, she's, and, a new char- she's relatively a new character. Yeah, yeah. and it just, it just really works. And I think uh, for, for me, I, I mean, listen, not all of them are, are, um, are home runs. You know, some of them are, are still a bit busy, but, you know, uh, Mysterio works really well. Mysterio again has those pop of colors. I think, yeah. I, you know, and I think that's the thing when deciding what um, kind of illusion they're making with mm. the comic book covers for mm. the cards. Mm. I think you definitely have to consider this color scheme yeah. and how they're going to work with each other. And, and I mean, the, the good thing is they're only getting better. 
You yes. know what I mean? Yes. Even though they were great on 16, yes. and, I, and I do think you're right, the, there's a lot of poppy going on there, even though it works. Yeah. There is a kind of like realization from a design yeah. point of what is really going to complement the certain set and artists yeah. in the next. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty I, fun. I just, yeah, I just think, I, 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 for me, it's kind of, it feels like it's, it's gotten into gear. Uh, the what if uh, format with just with Dave's artwork, it just feels like it's it's balanced more. If that makes yes, sense, yes, um, I can see that. I really like what they've done with the tier structure. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the fact that they've mixed it up. I love the fact that you have some real deep cuts. We'll come on to character choice in a moment, but I love the fact that really popular characters are in tier one and two for the most part. Um, I think it's a nice change in pacing because if you do collect, which we did this on purpose, obviously, if you collect tier one to three, um, if you do that on 16, you miss out on Spider-Man, Surfer, um, Wolverine, Jesus, all the big hits. Um, And you kind of do that on 18 as well. So if you don't have the tier four set, which is ungodly expensive, then you kind of miss out having those characters represented on the lower end of your yeah. uh, collection. And Spider-Man. at least in 2020, ah, that Spider-Man's killer. Spider-Man is card 29, so it's tier one. Love it. That's just beautiful. You know. Have we checked prices for that? Or are they still going high if they're like autoed? Um, no, uh, I don't believe so, no. Uh, yeah, I wonder. I wonder how that's going to pan out. We'll know for sure once EPAC hits. And just a message to everybody, you know, EPAC hits you know, that's the time to start looking at what you're grabbing, wait for comp C, you know what I mean? Start to see where things are settling out. Cause I think we're still in the hype stages for we sure. Are. We are. Yeah. Um, and it's very, um, it's still very early what's happening with it. Um, yes. so, um, so the tier structure I think is, 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 is really interesting. I love the fact that they shook it up a bit. Um, there are some, uh, I mean, Wolverine is still tier four. Uh, for and set. so is Hulk tier four or two? No, he's tier two, I think. Um, I feel like there's one more heavy hitter in tier yeah, four. Yeah, Emma Frost. That's it. Emma Frost, card 90 she is. Um, but, um, but one thing I do like about tier four, it's got the gnarliest artwork um, in the set. It's one of my favorite artworks in the set. It's Ego, the living planet. <laughs> it just makes me laugh. There's something about the artwork for Ego. Well, there's just something about anyone's artwork for Ego that makes me laugh, but Dave has just absolutely nailed it. Um, and I can't I love it Ego because it's tier four. Um, the, the other one, uh, Thanos as well, is one of my favorite artworks in the set. Uh, Remember we pulled that card? That oh. was such a, like, that took us back, man. Well, I've got it here because um, obviously that, that, yeah, that was the one you pulled. We were yeah. very kindly, um, uh, Upper Deck very kindly sent us to do an early box break. They were the people. best. Um, thank you, Upper Deck. And uh, you took the right side. I took the left. And mm-hmm. um, that Thanos is somewhere. I'm scrolling through them. So this is it's killer. Just a killer card. Uh, but it's beautiful. But I tell you the one I really like. The the artwork I really love in this set is uh, Ebony Moore. Uh, one, one of the yeah. top five, top 10 for me, 100%. Just, I think it's one of the best ones that it. came out. I look at it and I'm just, it's so beautiful in a really like, yeah, that character's really evil. And yet you find the image really beautiful to look at. Um, which well, is such a I think my, my favorite part about that card there we go. is, I mean, the posture's 
really brilliant. And the lighting really works there. Like there was a very, very smart decision with the lighting there. But I think that backdrop, having that circle there, just highlights that pose so well. I just, it makes me want to go back and watch Infinity War. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like right now. Um, But um, so, um, so I think, I think in terms of what they've done to um, just shake up the format, I, I, I really appreciate that that's happened. I think it was, you know, I don't think it's a bad thing to change something. Um, Mm. Well, another thing they changed the format that's in my good bracket as well, which I'm sure you have too, is the addition of the metallurgy next thing on my list <laughs> i knew it i was like let me see if i can get this yeah i think honestly oh. i think that was a really good inc- i was a little skeptical at first because i was like well how's this going to be with plates mm. how is it going to be different but that's the that's the mvp of mm 2020 they're lovely they're lovely i mean i've not got mine in hand i've only got one and that's the Guess who? <laughs> oh yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, um, it's currently who could with. It be? Uh, yeah, funny. It's currently with um, uh, Omega, who's who's received that for me. Um, oh, good. And uh, that will be getting shipped over. I've got all the other elements of my black cat rainbow, by the way, which I'll come on to in a moment. Wow. But, um, but yeah, and but I've seen in uh, Pat King. Good evening, Pat. Um, is when he did his break, you could hear how sturdy it was when he put it down. It sounded like, you know, when you've got movies where people are stacking gold ingots when they're stealing, yes. it sounded like that when you put it down. It's got that, and it, it really um, reminds me of the Masters of Magnetism insert yes x-men which i've got here and that is ridiculously heavy i mean you talk about page sag um that one's just crazy um i've got it in a nine up page but it is i i'm amazed we have a few people trying to do the full set for the metallurgy which is insane this is a masters of magnetism from flare wow those look good full color and the color works really well and this is why i think the metallurgy looks so good is that the colors look really vibrant on them on everyone wow. I've seen. They just look really nice. This is a master of magnetism. Listen to the noise it makes. Whoa. That is a sturdy, and that hasn't damaged it in any way, by the way. No harm, no cards were harmed in the making of this, partly because <laughs> it's a bit of metal. They're uh, thicker, they're heavier than a plate, and I would argue yeah. that printing plates are definitely more um, sensitive in yes. terms of like handling. It's, sure. it's, 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 it's at least double the thickness of a plate. Um, it's probably about 35 point, I'd say. Um, guessing. It looks like it. Um, it is aluminium. But it's oh. still, you know, 15 of them. It, it was quite ironic. Oh, damn. I believe aluminium isn't magnetic in any way. Um, uh, so, irony. Uh, but there's there's 15 of them with the um, uh, Fleer Ultra X-Men set. And I believe Upper Deck have done metal cards in other sets. I think there's a Black Panther Vibranium. Uh, chase set that had uh, end game too. Thing. Um, end game, no, they've done no, there isn't. Um, they've got those are those are card cards, but they've got a very small um, inset piece of of very thin aluminium that's printed on. So the one shot in end game is like that. But the actual card border is is card, so it's like a thin oh, is it really? Thing okay, it's got a I thought it was all metal for some there. reason. No, it's not. Wow. Um, and and it's the same with the uh what they called from Infinity War. I've got some and but they're over there at the moment, so I can't get them. Anyway. No, no, that's um good. but these are proper full metal. They're they're like metal plates basically. Uh, wow. they look amazing. But yes, people are 
going for full sets. And you know what? I I would probably, if my financial situation were better, I'd probably be doing it. They tend to be selling for, well, <laughs> they're selling for anywhere between about 120 to about 200. Asking prices can be quite spicy on them. And I think those are just sitting there unless someone really wants the character. There um, has been some characters who are like, you know, higher tier characters like yeah. Venom, Spider-Man, they're selling within three, 400 mark. But yeah, roughly they're between 120 to, I would say 250 is what yeah. I've seen. Yeah. I want, I mean, I've seen a lot of them. I mean, they're 25 each, right? Each one has yeah. 25 you know, is, is, is out of 25 hand yeah. numbered. Yes. I would argue, I mean, those, I would argue those prices are going to come down in my opinion, just because 25 is not as mm. dicey as 10, which are the yeah. signatures and yeah. some of the signatures are not even going for that high. So I definitely see people making sets and are in a rush to complete a set paying the premium, they but will. you know what I mean? They so will. don't feel like you're on the outs. Just yet. No, you know? no, no, no. Because they will pop up. Yeah. And also, there's a lot more product to, to drop into market, so, um, um, which we'll, we'll come on to. Hopefully soonish, I'm assuming. Uh, well, you know, if it waits a little bit longer, it's not the end of the world from my point of view. I mean, you think about when we're recording, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, we're about six weeks post MM20 dropping. So I think, I don't think it will happen much before November. Um, I also don't think that they'll do it before they upgrade EPAC which was supposed to be happening. I'm not sure there was an announcement that EPAC was going to get its kind of facelift about two, three weeks back now. Um, was there a date on that email? Yet. No, that's the thing. It hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, as with all things, you know, you want to make sure you get it right. You don't want to launch it. So I think, of course, of would course. rather that it, it wasn't launched when it wasn't working properly. So, um, or that it was as smooth as possible. So, um, so I don't think E, if I were upper deck, I wouldn't upgrade EPAC before, um, I wouldn't release Marvel Masterpieces 2020 before the upgrade. I'd wait until afterwards until you find out. And I would test the upgrade for a couple of weeks before That's what I mean. Yeah. Iron out all the kings. Do some Doctor Strange sales to iron out all the kings. <laughs> um, that'll definitely <laughs> tell you. <a> <laughs> um, so, um, but um, but when that happens, it will be it'll be it'll be a feeding frenzy. I'm sure, um, mainly because sketches are the big currency on EPAC, and with Masterpiece, you're guaranteed to sketch a box. So, um, so that's what a lot of people will go for and they won't be interested in the rest of the set. You'll have the big purchases you want sketches. So, um, and there are a number of those and those are the people that kind of bought ridiculous financial volumes of Marvel premiere, for example, when it came out. So, um, I tell you what I do, um, like about, um, the f- it's, 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 it's kind of a uh, I've got it in the, both the good and the bad column and it's not uh, bad bad's the wrong way I'm just, it's just it's the wrong word to describe this but uh, with this set we've had a heck of a lot of new Magic the Gathering collectors joined ah the so fun um, yeah man what and, a trip um, and they are well they're a passionate bunch they know what they're doing because they're not new to cards and they're not no they're killing they've been handling themselves very well Um, they do have deep pockets the guys that are coming in to do this so um they 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 seem to have a lot more spend clout than the majority of the people who 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 we have going after after the set um not to say there aren't some big spenders within the marvel masterpieces realm but i think i've seen a lot more 
big spenders on, on the map. We're seeing a lot more like original art purchases of that's MM2020 yeah. from like yeah. MTG, Magic yeah. the Gathering people. And that's I think right. that's because, and Ian and I have spoken about this a little bit before, but Magic the Gathering art pieces tend to run at a much higher volume of price, uh, a much higher price. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, seeing a Marvel piece by a Magic the, Mother, Magic the Gathering artist at a lower price, according to them, mm-hmm. is, is a no-brainer. So I see them picking up a lot of these pieces yeah. um, very quickly. And we have another one that will launch today. So we got this week and next week, and then it's over, and all the pieces well, will be out. Yeah. Goodness. So, so what we're talking about here, for those who may not know, is Dave Palumbo. Um, every week, I think, for the last it was six weeks or so, has been yeah. selling the original. I think he did an initial burst before the set was released, and then he kind of went went um, quiet on it. Obviously, while the set was, he couldn't show all the pieces. Um, mm-hmm. And then he he's been selling them regularly a week, and he he's got an email list where he. He'll email you. So by the time you hear this, it will all been done and dusted. But from what I can gather, they they go within seconds. Some of them um, because people no, they do. Coming. Like a lot of them are just poof gone, um, which is a great. We're still so, sitting up there as of right now, but most of the ones that are like heavy hitters, you know what I mean, are very low price points. Gone. I mean, Black seconds. Hat. Black Hat was two and a half thousand, I think, and that was in that early burst that came out before the set was released. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wish I'd had the money for it, but you know, I don't. So, hey ho, maybe I'll get lucky and get the prelim, or maybe even a prelim prelim. Um, who knows? Uh, which will be perfectly fine for me. But um, but what I love about the, what uh, about the fact that the guys who've gone after that are then building rainbows around them. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're actively showing. There's one guy who's who's got the original painting, and he built a rain. I can't remember what what character it is now. Um, we're seeing some incredible framing where people ah, are doing us. Well, you know what was, what was really nice is that uh, Marvel Masterpieces 2016, which is Joe Jusco's set. All those paintings sold and are gone, um, mostly to one collector. So the rumor goes. Um, 18, however, had a lot of pieces posted and sold at the gallery and are still available mm-hmm. on comicconnection.com, I believe it is, okay. and through Bianchi. Yeah, I think Simone's um, still got some. Uh, Simone still has some too. And a lot of those pieces have sold. And that was the start of the group where we started seeing people buying paintings, framing jobs, putting the rainbows together, and master rainbows, as we call them which is pretty great. And now we're seeing that again at a much faster rate with a lot more people just because oh, yeah. what's really nice is that, you know, Dave Palumbo made those paintings so public and so accessible mm-hmm. and not hidden away or sold to one collector. And so very fortunately, this has put it in the hands of people who collect the cards. Yeah. And so now we're seeing natural rainbows and framing and yep. really cool original things and very creative yep. ways of displaying the collection. Uh, what I really like is you see some of the shots that these guys are sharing of the yes. wall with the painting on, and then you see the stuff they've got around it, which is other magic pieces <laughs> from Dave or from other magic artists. And it's just, you're looking at it thinking, oh my goodness me, you know, how much money is up on that wall? <laughs> so I love wow. it, man. I think it's really crazy fun, man. It's if, really yeah, cool. It's, yeah, it's really cool. So what I really want to do, and I'm going to lay this marker down now, is I want to have at least one, if not more than one, at the same time original art collectors on um to talk about 
um, how they've, they've gotten there. There's, there's a few cats I'd like to invite on. I'd like to invite someone from who's purely had a foot in the Marvel world in terms of original pieces, and and at least one of the guys who's who's doing the magic stuff, but also then picking up 2020 pieces. I re- I think that'd be a really good conversation, a really mm-hmm. interesting thing for to talk about. Um, not least of which is I want to know what they do for a living that they can afford to <laughs> they can afford to buy them. Um, he says, uh, having traditionally been on a, on a relatively low wage uh, for most of my career because I chose to work in the arts. Anyway, um, moving on. <laughs> you can't talk. You're a teacher. Yep. Um, <laughs> you make millions of dollars compared to me. I'm over here like, what's oh, going mate. on? My, my wife. Is that a roof? That's nice. The opinion that the, the um, teachers should be paid like five times what they're paid because they are absolutely yeah, everybody awesome. says that but it doesn't happen so. i know i know and it's a criminal thing don't that even get and doctors <laughs> the very don't people get, who run society oh no anyway oh, no. you know it doesn't matter everyone you know it is what it is the it way is it you is. know unfortunately let's, let's not get into socioeconomic issues right now because otherwise we'll but i do you think what's really nice is that <sighs> we get to experience it as a group and vicariously living through these people who are kind enough to share their collections. Because I think a lot of times people do flip. A lot of times people hoard. A lot of times people just are very, I actually just had a terrible experience with someone from the old guard of sketch cards, which is a whole thing in the hobby. If you're not aware, Um, which I haven't told Ian about yet, but I will. And I think it's just nice that people are being pleasant and sharing you know yes. what i mean i think i think it's nice art is meant to be seen you know what i mean not stored away and hidden no my opinion which is why i love the um the thing that happens in in mccw is the pass the baton on the sketch cards um, yes which um uh, which we've talked about before but ultimately it says it's someone whenever they feel like it wants to wants to share um s- sketches from their collection the hashtag past the baton is 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 as, as Wonderful. organically started because someone started off doing it daily from his collection and then said, I need to take the break. And it was kind of passing the bat and someone else would take it up. So that that's where that started. Anyway, it's enabling people to, to share in a safe space. Um, these, some of these black hole collections that we just never see because they were snapped no. sets released. And you know, it's, it's no. so I've honestly, I've seen more sketches in our group in the last year than I think probably exist on sketch. Collectors. Not I think this, it's amazing too, right? But it's brilliant. You know, you know, I've been thinking about this a little bit lately too, especially after this experience I had with this person who's kind of a prick. Um, I feel like here's the thing about Marvel cards that a lot of people don't understand it's not that popular, mm. right? We're not at Pokemon level. We're not at Magic the Gathering level. I don't even think niche. we're right. There's there. It, yeah, I don't even think we're at the Star Wars level to be honest. We're not. I think I think we're right in the fourth area right there. Mm. My thing is though, uh, if people don't know the history of these cards, and they don't know either how rare they are, who the artists are, yep. the history of them, you eventually are going to have your collection and no one's going to know what your collection is. Not having value point, just like historically, why it would matter that they're showing a sketch card that has a few scribbles on it and you're like, who's David Mack? You know what I mean? Or you're like, you know what I mean? Who is this artist who drew a couple of squiggles? Why would anybody pay that yeah. much? Can I just say, by the way, David Mack, we love you. No, he's amazing. Oh and, my um, God, amazing. I, I just love his so work. Awesome. I've had a few engagements with, with him on Twitter. You know what? I might ask him uh, to come on. 
I reckon, I think he'll come on. He probably. I think he'll so come nice. and talk to us. I'd he's love to so just. Nice. I'd love to just chat to him. I know he's not. I know he's not. You know, big time done a lot of uh, done a lot of Marvel cards, but his art has been used on. Marvel he's iconic cards, though. Reused, and he is iconic. And uh, I think um, Abigail Kirby uh, reps him. Or, um, yes, part of her community. Who's so super I'm, sweet? I'm sure. I'm sure that he, he would make time. It, it, listen, guys, if that's the kind of uh, you know thing you'd like to hear, then you know, give us a shout. But I know I'd like to go Please. through the process of talking to them. Um, it it's it's interesting because you you mentioned um, you know people might not know the values and things like that. It was one of the things that I have noticed with 2020 is because there's been so many new people. I've had. So so many people same me same asking for values is this fair is this fair is this fair and so, so much so that very early on um i did a post on the group and i've, I've, I've dubbed it trade squad um largely on the oh, i love that as well um and i basically sent a few pms to people and said would you mind if if you're one of the people people go to if they want to judge what sketch card values are at because the one thing about the magic guys is that they're opening case after case of marvel masterpieces 2020 they're putting these amazing sketch cards and they don't know if it's a 50 dollars sketch or a 500 dollars sketch because they simply don't know the scene right um and they also don't really know the set structure in terms of the values as well um as yet and obviously with 2020 it's still unfolding but it is starting to settle into a pattern that is reminiscent of how 2016 and 2018 went and i'm sure it will probably continue to follow that path because once the magic interest goes away it will be largely marvel collectors probably driving that market i would imagine um so not not to say that magic interest won't won't re- remain but i think a lot of the, those guys are, are getting the original art and building the rainbows and some are building the sets um I'm hoping that we'll get get at least one of them on to talk about it actually um and i'll I'll be mentioning his name in a moment but um so many people um didn't know so we so we set up the sink saying, look if someone is not sure about trade offers thinks you know wants to check the values if someone wants to know you know roughly what 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 should to expect, you know hit up someone and ask don't don't let yourself and unfortunately there has been at least one party who has tried to take advantage on trades of people who don't like, values of things yeah. uh, and it is recognized and it is it is you know it will eventually be acted on <laughs> because you know um, there's only so many times you can warn people about saying oh this person's pm'd you you might want to just check okay and sometimes the reply back is okay yeah that's fine i'm aware of that and other times is oh yeah i've had other people warn me about this person as well so unfortunately and that's a bad thing for a small hobby so it is a bad thing you don't want people hobby. you know having warning other people of, you of sh- you. i shouldn't have to be saying to people such and such um as commented no, man. heads up just be wary i shouldn't have to do that and it's it's just just upsets Ridiculous. me um it, like it, i understand getting a good deal and i'm, yeah. I'm not going to be a hypocrite here because i am very yeah, much on the side of like everyone loves 100 percent. Yep. you know I, I do love a good deal and i i, I like feeling that i have yep. i i like here's the thing here's my perspective i want both parties to be happy yeah 
and that's better to me than me taking advantage of someone mm-hmm. and then having to like completely because you burn that other person and then you create this kind of like animosity you know yeah then that's just weird then, i don't know yeah it's, but it's i agree like that, you know like I mean? that line in star wars fear leads to hate hate leads to anger anger leads to suffering or whatever it is i can't <laughs> Uh, it's that one um but um but generally speaking you know and everyone has has stepped up to really help out these new guys so that's that's such a positive is such a positive that they've been welcomed in now there there is a flip side to this and it kind of touches on the on the on the kind of negative column in that there have been a lot of marvel collectors who have felt i think it's fairly safe to say disillusioned with how the availability of the product was on pre-order and release, and also about how the pricing of the product went on release. Um, some very, very strong feelings actually from people who would have, who would have loved to have bought the set, but felt like the, the jump in price from 2018 to 2020 was was a little bit too much. And then even at the kind of base level of around $250 a box, which I believe was the price that was selling on Upper Deck's own website. Yeah, even that that's a considerable step up from 2018. Yeah, it's a biggest What was 2018? 2018 was uh, it was about I think it was about 160 180. And that's that, a crazy you know, step up. It is it is a big step up. Um the other the other aspect of it is the fact that so many people Now I get this. I get I get the whole supply and demand thing. But so no, many people simply didn't have their orders fulfilled. And I don't fully understand how this, this, this all works. And maybe Upper Deck will, will explain it to us at some stage. But the amount of, um, uh, I'm just going to say anger at some retail websites listing stuff for sale in small batches, waiting for it to sell out, then relisting it the next day in small batches, but the price yep. going up, and then doing the same and, and gouging it up to, um, and I'm going to say the word gouging because I do believe it it's is. taking advantage of the market. It's um, to the point where there are a number of parties who in the group who will simply will not buy through one of the major trading cards retailers and distributors that Upper Deck use as a result of the perception of taking advantage of the marketplace. Now, I, I'm, uh, again, you know, none of us are privy to the, the, the way that that product was acquired by that retailer and none of them are privy to how much they were paying for it, whether they were buying direct or whether they themselves were subject to a markup from somewhere else. We're, we're not privy to that and, and nor should we be. It's, it's, it's confidential um, business information from those companies. However, I think what can be safely said is that there's a lot of people who wanted to buy this product um, who had cash ready to buy this product and couldn't buy this product and as a result possibly won't buy another Marvel Masterpieces set again from new. Um, no, and that was for real. That and was I think, some I mean, real, real shame. Yeah. Uh, it's great. The magic guys um, have come in and a lot of them, as I said, appear to have certainly from, from my perspective, um, maybe slightly deeper pockets in terms of the willingness to be able to pay 250, 300, 350 uh, from primary sources at the point of release. Um, but a lot of people feel burned by it. A lot of people feel a bit... They should be. You know? they, they should feel that way. I yeah. mean, I think, look, my... Hmm. So here's my thing. Getting cards physically as of right now is a nightmare when it comes to modern Marvel collecting. 
It just is. It's very difficult. You only have a choice of three retailers and you have a few stores here and there who are certified upper deck to sell. So you can't even buy locally to support card shops, which is another hit. And I do see, and we don't know how much product is being released physically as opposed to being released on EPAC, mm. which I know is something that a lot of people have been speculating about and hearing rumors and hearing from other dealers how much there is and there is a number, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but, okay, simple, plain fact without blaming anybody so no one gets into a tissy fit. Simple, plain fact. There were a lot of collectors who wanted to buy the product, who couldn't. And then people noticed that and took a lot of advantage of people by even upping the price $100 on top of a price that was already upped from 18. Mm -hmm. That is the fact without blaming anyone, without pointing fingers or any stupidity that people will talk about. Simple fact is the people who buy these cards, who collect them, who are loyal to these sets, couldn't get the product. Yeah. And that's it. That's what happened. Whose fault it is or what it is. Ian and I can't say because we don't, don't know. know. <laughs> just <laughs> to be just, honest. I'm just putting that out there. And just as plain out. We out there don't know. Um, it is, listen, and it, it, I'm not, I'm not saying that, um, I'm going to be very careful here. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing that there were new collectors from the magic side of the card thing coming in to the Marvel side. I'm not saying that's a bad thing at all. I think it's absolutely wonderful. But there is clearly not quite enough to go around. Now, touching on your point about EPAC, there has been uh, a few folk posting saying, oh, yeah, it's this number that's been held. It's this percentage. Right. Now, now, for 2016 and 2018, there was some pretty good clown mass as, uh, as Upper Deck Matt. Uh, good evening, sir. Uh, good coined that I phrase. That and I think it's a brilliant it phrase. So I fun. do, I do. Matt, you, you're come back. You're missed, come back my to friend. Us. Come back to us. Um, um, a lot of clown mass that suggested that for 2016, which, and bearing in mind, EPAC was absolutely brand new when 2016 was released. So, yes. You know, <laughs> everyone was learning what they were doing. Um, for 2018, less so, um, and it was much more established, EPAC. But there's an estimate of maybe 50% went both ways. And I think that's a fairly good estimate based in mind to how many of the signed and limited yeah, cards. Yeah, because so you, you get, get like good actual time. numbers on EPAC, yeah. which yeah. you don't do physically. Um, but even on the physical release, you know, people, you know, it's all, I wouldn't say counting cards because I'm not sure anyone was doing quite that, but you can do it when you look at how many of of the SSAs, the Silver Spectrum Autos had popped, for example, and the yeah. number of plates. So, um, so it's a, it a fairly good, fairly good bet. Um, there is a lot of speculation that EPAC has a high proportion held back this time. And some people have been throwing around the number saying 85%, yada, yada, yada. Just because a few poke post it in places and others pick that up and just repeat it doesn't mean that it's, it's, it's true. But it's, 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 it's the equivalent of fake news for me because simply there is no official confirmation of that. And, you know, we've never had official confirmation of proportions on previous sets. That no, we just, we, we really that. don't know. And, you know, maybe, know, maybe there's a strategy here from Upper Deck trying to get people to buy off EPAC, mm-hmm. uh, preferably. There's, there's a really 
big benefit to EPAC than a lot of people don't think, which I'm not defending it. I think everyone wants physical, even though EPAC is physical. You're just not opening the box and packs. Right. Masterpieces is the one I want to do physical. I won't. Right. See, my thing is about this is that on EPAC, everything gets opened. And I think as a character collector and sometimes a collector of trying just to, you know, finish off sets and stuff, yep. when it's physical, you have people who buy boxes and then don't open them and wait yeah, for yeah, the yeah. prices to rise and sell cases and boxes, which is totally whatever. I don't care. My big thing is though, everything is opened on EPAC, which is kind of nice because nothing's like still hiding away, right? And I think there's a huge problem with car collecting and gambling for some people. And I think that kind of crosses that threshold a little bit there. What I don't like about EPAC is the amount of money that is, it is, the product is hiked up for. And what scares me is that Upper Deck released the product at a certain price physically. They see how much it goes for on the market, on the third market or whatever. And then EPAC releases and that price is inflated. Yeah. That is a little worrisome for me personally. Like I understand you get achievements. There's things you can do. There's a trading service. There's all this good stuff that comes with the benefit of the price increase. 100%. You know, I'm still a little weary of all these things. So effectively speaking, let's, let's finger in the wind this. Let's finger in the wind and let's assume, and we don't know that this is the case, that 25% of this of the 9,000-ish cases that people have roughly calculated may exist, was released physically, and that the remaining 75% is on EPAC. Now, we don't know that. That's just... We don't know. The purposes of what I'm about to speculate. So if that 25% already had a price hike on the 2018 release, and granted, you know, we don't know the the behind-the-scenes costs of of doing all this. Uh, We don't know how much the metallurgy costs. We don't know how much... Uh, we, you know, we don't know the cost involved. With and that's really the only difference in the set is the metallurgy, right? That's yeah, the only insert of, that yeah. was different this time around. So, uh, so we don't know that. And then the fact that, okay, so let's assume that 75% is on EPAC and the trend has been for EPAC release to be a slightly more expensive thing than the physical release. Right. So yeah, it does, it does. I can see why people are getting a bit salty. Um, and I think yeah, justi- justifiable sense. salt is the is the is the word. I'd, I'd justifiable salt. Justifiable salt. Listen, you know, I don't begrudge um, uh, a business making money. I don't begrudge um, there um, someone saying, uh, "Okay, there's a market, and we feel this market can pay more." Um, and uh, you know, and based on the fact that it is, it appears to have pretty much sold out on the physical release um, in terms of prim- primary stuff. I think even Upper Deck have sold out. Um, one could argue that then maybe they could have, you know, it's, it's always, there's always a saying with um, live event ticketing is if you sell out really quickly, you could have sold all the tickets for more money, which is, yeah, it's true. But then with live event ticketing, people often say, at what point are you taking advantage of the fans? Um, so I, 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 I mean, you've got to be very careful with, with, with phrases like that because, um, as I said, we, we don't know how much it costs to produce and we don't know what the business plan is here. But here's, here's my big thing and something you just touched upon. Mm-hmm. Upper Deck is the only game in town that's doing physical Marvel cards other than in Europe, which is Polini, and other than digital, which is Tops. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you don't respect the fans, 
and do certain things, you run the risk of, you know, upsetting your core audience. Mm. The big thing for me is not necessarily the price increasing because that's what businesses will do. The, my, my con for the set, since we're doing the review to bring it back is this, I think there's a little problem in the quality control in terms of cards being miscut, mistakes in the cards, mistakes in the packs on how many cards people are getting, how many plates are being pulled in a pack. Like there's been some crazy allocation issues um, that have one really, 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 you know, upsetting me because, you know, when you get a card in a pack, you should not have corners chipped, sides chipped, and all this kind of damage to the card. That's, that's, there's been a lot of damage on these cards. And I think that's a huge issue for me personally. I think, you know, I know they're thicker cards, but I don't think I'm paying for a product for it to be already damaged. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say on this, quite a few people have, have highlighted. In fact, some people have even done YouTube content on it. So that's how much of an issue I think it is, is that a lot of sketch cards have small tears in exactly the same place. And it looks like they've been through a processing machine that has damaged them. Now, to their credit, um, uh, some of them over deck customer services has joined Marvel Masterpieces Collectors and has been very engaging with people who've had this issue. No, they're fantastic. And when I tagged him, he has responded. And so, 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 hats off to Upper Deck for 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 acting and and listening to uh, collectors. No, I, here's the thing issues. about Upper Deck, right? Customer service their care for their collectors. I mean, they go out of the way. I've yeah. never had a problem with them. I think they're fantastic and yeah. fast to act. Yeah. 100% yeah. just fantastic people. I, I, the issue really is for me on the quality control of the product going out. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that's where it's at. It's not yeah. how they're taking care of the problem. It's not the amount of work they do because all those things are amazing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They take a lot of care into this and we've seen it in the group and I've experienced oh, yeah. it personally. Yeah. 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 Um, so uh, it's really the quality control of going the, yeah. the going out product that's yeah. been a little you know upsetting, and this happens on EPAC too. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like you can see the pictures and the cards. You can see the cards and pick the whoops pictures of the cards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and they happened. look they look really rough. They you know it looks way too rough in my especially opinion. in a in a in a in a sector of the card industry that's moving more and more towards grading. Um, you know, however people feel about grading and boy, there's some really it's growing. Strong, there's some bizarrely strongly polarized opinions about grading, but I'm not going to go and get into them on this episode, but it took me aback at how much vitriol there was. Um, <laughs> but, um, um, but we'll, 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 we'll touch on that again another time because I don't want to derail us because, um, um, I am going to end this on a high because because uh, I, I don't want to. There's tons of highs there, to be ended there's on. There's so much high. There's so much high to be ended on. The the last thing I'm going to touch on that I had on my um, tick and cross oh. list on my cross list is um, we had um, and I I I kind of went through the mill a bit on this um, as you know we had some really um, uh, rude. Um, members of of the group who decided that they would post um, negative commentary about what they felt about the art, Mm -hmm. what they felt about it. Um, And 
but it wasn't what was said. It was the way that it was said. Now, bearing in mind that Dave is in the group, whether he reads it or not, I don't know. And someone did rightly point out that as an art, you know, as an artist, you know, he will be thick skinned enough to have, to have had um, critiques in the past Mm -hmm. of his work, which is fine. And I'm sure every artist gets that because art is subjective. However, there's a difference between um, an artist, a professional artist receiving critique of his peers and of people who, you know, do that to people posting things that are um, rude, you know, um, and not constructive. Um, Of course. I I equate it to with great power becomes great responsibility because just because you can say something and, you know, people are very strong uh strong uh feelings about freedom of speech okay as you should as you should Ugh, barf. um however just because you have the power to say something doesn't mean to say you should um and a couple of members went out of their way to post really 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 rude and offensive uh posts in my opinion and i was i, I you know I, I i i pulled a couple up on it because i said it's not what you feel about the set is how you expressed it that I that I had the the issue with, um, to to the point where you know, and a lot of people piled in, um, including people who are art teachers, and people including people who uh, collect and buy real art, including people who are other artists, um, and the you know the, the majority of the feeling was yeah we can have the discussion about about how you know how people perceive the set. But let's not be rude about it. You know, let's not let's not run into the village and we're, we're burning torches. Um, I think my issue here happened, and this is exactly what you're saying because you you know, and you brilliantly handled this and you went through this so well and tactfully, and and that was really well said. My issue with this is that there's two sides of this, right? Yeah. There's the issue where when people were collecting MM16, Marvel Masterpieces 16. And then Marvel Masterpieces 18 came out. The same stupidity happened. People yeah. piled on and said, 18 will never touch 16. And a lot of times the people who are doing that kind of trolling behavior are just protecting their investments and building up 16. That's my opinion. I think that's a big thing that happened on the blowout forums. And it's something that we're seeing happen in the Facebook group. Here's my beef. Here's my thing. And I'm just going well, to say this. No, that's the thing. We're not because I shut it down pretty quickly. I won't. No, you that. killed it. Yeah, no, that, that was awesome. That's the way to do it. it. Never again. Um, so, but the thing was on my end is this. The thing that was said shortly after, after Ian and I were kind of like tactfully trying to calm this down just because one, the artist is in the group. Two, why are you going to make fun of other people's collections and make it unfun for them to collect? which yeah. is the issue I have because, you know, artists get their feelings hurt all the time. And honestly, that's, it's the group is for us, not for the artists. The artists are in there and we make it nice. Well, it is so a fan can... group. That's the thing I had to point out to people. You know, yes. this isn't like, um, yes, you, you have, you, yes, you have freedom of speech, especially if you're in a country like America and like the UK where freedom of speech is, you know, very, very highly regarded. And we're lucky to have that. Lots of people in the world don't have that. So that's fine. The people who don't probably don't tend to go after Marvel trading cards. They've probably got bigger things to think about. They anyway, have bigger issues. But, yeah. um, the, <laughs> <laughs> food, just a little or saying what i feel about marvel masterpieces on the internet oh, I uh, food. anyway um so um but 
I love that. That's so true. It's it so is first so world problems. Well, it is, it is one of those things. It's like, I mean, come on. It's so dumb. It's cardboard. so dumb. Bunch of grown men yeah, and yeah. women. You know, I've been called, in varying terms, a dictator, a snowflake. Um, but because <sighs> I, I shut down the perception of freedom of speech. Well, A, just because it's the internet and you feel you can say and put your big boy keyboard commando pants on doesn't mean to say that you can say what you, you actually feel. And B, it's actually a group set up by myself, run by us, um, and that doesn't mean you have the power to say anything you want within that group. You might have freedom of speech over there, but you can't come into the group and just say what you want because if it's against the group rules in the community, you will get yes. kicked out. Here's my thing. It's not freedom of speech we're talking about here, right? Well, the conversation really is just about decency. Yes. Like, you know, why are you going to hurt someone's feelings? Look, you don't know who loves the set. You don't know who's dropped yeah. tens of thousands of dollars on this set to collect, and then you come in and shit on it. Like, that is not cool at all. I think that's really rude. And yeah, you know, you, you can call me whatever you want, but the big reason I joined this group and doing this with Ian, and I told Ian this on the first day, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if he remembers, but I told you this. I said, listen, once this stuff becomes like people start, you know, being rude, I'm not going to have anybody man explaining, woman, you know, all these other really nasty things that people do in <laughs> groups that are usually male heavy and all this other stuff. Once that starts happening, if we don't That's tell these great. people to bug off, then they can, you know, screw, yeah. you know, then I won't be a part of it. Yeah. That's the truth. Yeah. That's the truth. I just don't think it's, and this might sound really fairy ish but I don't yeah. think it's very nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I just don't yeah. look, I have, and here's the thing. We can be honest We're this is a review and I'll be honest. Mm. There are pieces in the Palumbo set I'm not a huge fan of artistically. It's just true. There's yeah. not. There's not pieces here I'm like madly in love with, but there's pieces yeah. in 16 that I'm definitely not in love with either. Yeah, and I'm there's the same with things that, you know, that's just how it is. 18 yeah. as well, right? You know what I mean? All the big hits. You're not going to like everything about a set no. or like it all or like it all, like it, like none of it. The thing is you don't want to be the person who's bringing this negative attitude to the group just because you are living an unhappy life. Yeah. And so, and some people actually went out of their way to post negative things. And no, that's the, my the, mind. Troll. Obviously, yeah. Ian and I are talking about the extremes, not people oh, yeah, who yeah. like just I, express their opinions, like yeah. the extreme, say, obviously. Yeah. Otherwise, M- we wouldn't M- care. Yeah. MMC has 1,200 members of which, you know, um, <laughs> we're talking about uh, one person who's no longer in the group who, who trolled it, another person who's decided to stay in the group but not post anything more because uh, apparently I'm – a dictator but um i even have the outfit to wear for it but the thing is it's a marvel it's it's a group for the marvel masterpieces series that i'm a fan of all incarnations of you know Same. people throw rocks at me when i do a daily masterpiece from 2008b which is so crazy it's it well, well the thing is it's artwork that's used from elsewhere Okay, 2007 and 2008 don't get a lot of love. And they're all reused. They're the only reused Marvel Masterpiece uh, artwork, Marvel Masterpieces sets. However, you know, it's, they're all, in my view, worthy of the Masterpieces brand. So I tend to, I, I try and share the spotlight evenly among them. Um, and, and will continue to do so because, you know, one man's meat is another man's poison. So, um, 
so I will, you know, so, you know, there's, there's one fellow, especially, um, and this is kind of the last thing I'll say on this. Um, and then we'll move on to a happier note. Um, so who, who said in his feedback, you know, I'm equally disappointed quality of style and art isn't for me. That's fair enough. That's fine. You know, um, but oh, it start, starts guy. off by right. Yeah. This guy, oh, this, this <laughs> Uh, it starts off I can understand the hype and excitement coming from others for the new masterpiece release what bothers me is is that when a hint of disappointment is shared for an honest post it's bashed and put down mostly by admins if this is indeed a Marvel Masterpieces group shouldn't all sides of the coin be expressed and open for discussion without prosecution from members of the group so oh, get the stick out of your ass so I very quickly pointed him up and um, uh, and said <laughs> oh yeah and he said fanboys geek out which someone else took umbrage to as well um, God. so I said if you're referring to so I posted if you're referring to the comments you made on the announcement post it wasn't bashed i simply asked that you and others be a touch less rude in comments about the art given that the artist is a member of the group so you know i just simply said you know it's not what you said it's how you said it um anyway this fella ended up leaving the group uh with my boot up his backside when someone posted and this touches on your qa issue that you know um on some of the pieces in the set i think it's the plates and the metallurgies and possibly the redemptions as well you get a filler card because it's a it's yes a, yeah, a, yeah a the white card yeah the white yeah. filler and some people got two cards a pack plus the filler card but no hit uh, just because yeah. of the QA issues it's fine so you know um, yeah. an upper deck will hook you up like that one hundred percent so listen if that happens to anybody yeah. please just contact them because yeah. I've done it just and it's happened them. to me and they're super sweet and they fix it yeah you know what I mean for the most part um, so this fella comments on that post. Seems like Upper Deck team scammed quite a few people out of cards this time <laughs> and goes on and goes on. But the bit that, that, that saw me see, and I very rarely see red in the group. I very rarely said, if we all stop buying the product, they may care a bit more about how they handle things. Cues admin for artificial response given by Upper Deck. <laughs> Right, so <laughs> at this point, I'm going to read this out. I, I will bleep this. I'll tell you what. Why don't you just f- off out of MMC? <laughs> Not only have you insulted me by your snide assertion that Upper Deck in some way run the group or has anything to do with me founding it, uh, they don't. They're lovely folk at Upper Deck, and they've engaged with us, which is brilliant. But you know, and and we we love their product because they, they are you know they are the only game in town, and generally they put out a good product. One hundred percent. But they're not. They're not. They're not kind of. They're not doing anything for they're us. That's crazy. Things. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean. Um, uh, but you have crossed a line of rudeness. Come together to stop this madness. Because that's one thing he said. We must all as a community come together to stop this madness. Oh, come together and put a boot up your ass and kick you more like do one. You're gone. And I positively ejected him from the group. And quite frankly, um, uh, he can cock off. So uh, in summation, I will say Love that. that phrase. Um, I, I love Marvel Masterpieces 2020, despite um, uh, a number of the, uh, uh, you know, niggles around, more than niggles, actually, uh, about um, the, the pricing and the availability of it from some people. But slightly lower niggles on the QA because Upper Deck do um, help people out if they're missing stuff and they're missing hits mm-hmm. and things like that, as, as, as tops do, um, of course, and the other companies. Um, I, I love it. I'm really enjoying discovering some of the artwork that I've only seen on screen 
actually in the hand in the format of the card. So crazy to see like artwork on card compared yeah. to like the pictures. I'm constantly surprised by seeing stuff just on a different day to when I saw it the last time. And the, those characters in here I haven't seen before. Uh, kudos to Dave for, for delivering something fresh, 100%. different, vibrant, well thought out. Well thought out is what is what I would say on this. He's, he's put a lot of thought into it. He's put a lot of time into it. Um, Upper Deck have delivered uh, a, a brilliant product, um, and and it is worthy of the masterpiece's name. Um, and the market will continue to fluctuate as the set is released. However much is going Agreed. to come on APAX, the market will tend to fluctuate. There's a lot of early people paying high prices because they want to get it now, which is absolutely fine. That happened on previous releases. That always happens. Yeah. Um, interesting um, note. Terms, yeah. Um, uh, some distributors, one of which we've already mentioned, and um, the secondary market in general being eBay and people who buy to break, seem to have tried to repeat some of Masterpiece's <laughs> pricing levels with anime. Uh, and and oh, I'm, 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 I'm rather pleased to see that no one's biting because anime <laughs> anime is a ton of fun. I'm seeing so many people. So great. Having, and that, that is the one word. And we'll talk about that when we review anime because I know you've opened some. I will be opening mm-hmm. some. Um, and I have a base set on the way as well. Um, Beast. It, but people are... It, which is in Poland, by the way, as we talked about before we started oh, really? recording. Yeah, it was sent to me from someone who lives in West Virginia. It went via oh. Chicago, and it's gone to Poland, and hopefully it's now going to come back this way uh, as the tracking. Oh, that's cool. But, um, the Marvel anime in Poland just, just has a nice ring to it. <laughs> the, the flavors of the Far East in Poland. Um, but the anime people have tried to price it and and just break it and sell it for really high prices to, based on Marvel so masterpieces and what it's done. It's like no, no. I mean, this not, not happens, that it's unworthy, you know? but it's a different. You know, it's a different beast. It's a different. You know, it just doesn't have the case yeah. that's that it yeah. has. You know, there's just going to be a lot of speculation, and it's not and, a limited product yeah. in that in the same way. And also, masterpieces. No. This is this is the one thing that is interesting. As well as the magic guys, there are genuinely new Marvel collectors coming in. I love who, that. Who from the 90s, who've, who've come back and said, oh, it's not cheap these days. I'd say, well, Masterpieces isn't an entry-level product to get back into Marvel cards. It's not designed to be. It is a premier product. Yeah, 100%. So for all the comments about pricing, it is a premier premium product. It is a limited product. It's um, a high-end piece. It's meant to be yeah. high-end, just like Marvel Premier. And it has sketch cards in every box. Yeah, you know, every box true. you're guaranteed a sketch card. So if you if you drop two hundred and fifty, three hundred dollars on a box, you will get a sketch card. You will you will get some, guarantee at least one one of one. Yeah. Um. So and not many products guarantee that. So you know, I, I mean it's great. I mean it's great. You know you're going to get a sketch, and it's always nice to see what it's going to be. Um. But there are people who've come back into it who who aren't, and it's been really interesting to say, okay, well, if this product doesn't tickle you, we can't afford it. Maybe try this one just to get yourself back into it. Or what's EPAX? And I've got a standard response now for that question because we get that all the time as well. Yes. Um, I had to like put it in the notes on my phone as well. <laughs> yeah, I've got this. I've got a copy and pasted it now. Well, you do good, yeah. man. You put the video that we did up there all the yeah, time. Yeah, I've wonderful. got a copy and paste link to it, which we'll have to redo when they redesign it. Anyway, uh, which yeah, will be fun. That'd be fun. I'm looking forward to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. So um, I'm, I'm going to 
do some personal shout outs. This box that I showed you at the top, uh, yes. I have been financially challenged this year, partly, uh, mainly through uh, every fault of my own, partly due to COVID. Um, Many people so, have. Right? Um, yeah, exactly. And some, some people not. You know, some sectors are doing all right. Some people have carried on mm. um, uh, as normal, if not better than before. So, uh, But obviously, it's impacted on everyone. Who's to say how it impacted on the production of the set and uh, about the decisions that it, this that is true. it would take? So, you know, just bear that in mind, I guess. Um, but, um, this box didn't come together without um, some thanks. So first of all, thank you to Upper Deck for sending us that box to break. Half of it came to me. Thank you for Noren for packaging it so beautifully oh, shush. and sending it over to me. Um, I also, through various methods, either paid or traded. Uh, some people did some amazing trains. So in no short order, Jose Caballero, thank you. Jonathan Delgado, thank you. Pat King. Thank you. Uh, Donald Comstock, thank you. Uh, Matthew Farber. Matthew Farber went out of his way to make sure, and I sold my Scarlet Witch from Endgame to, to pay for this, made sure that I got the Black Cat plate. What a gem. Masterpieces 2020. So Matthew Farber, thank you. Also got the orange. So my Black Cat rainbow now has base, gold sig, what if, purple, orange, uh, a regular base card plate, um, and it also has the preliminary art. The metallurgy is currently sat with a mega waiting to come across the Atlantic. So that's eight. So my ninth card for my nine up is a what if plate, and I'm done, baby. That's insane. Um, you know, I'd love a red spectrum, but I won't be able to afford it when it pops. So that's fine. I'm, you know, I, I'm not upset about that. I'd love the prelim art, but again, I probably won't be able to afford it. So it's fine. It's, it's absolutely okay. Um, and um, I've already got a couple of sketches. In Honestly, fact, you can't I have that. I have three in hand. Um, I think. Do I? I have at least two in hand. Um, and for that, I again need to thank uh, a, a guy I haven't mentioned. It's Donnie Caltrida or Caltrida. Uh, sorry, Donnie, I don't know how to pronounce your surname. It is a beautiful looking surname, but I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Um, who is a big Magic the Gathering guy. And mm. he, um, he went out of his way to trade amongst all the product he'd opened to get Black Cat sketches, knowing that I was a Black Cat collector, and has mailed them to me in advance of me sending in payment. Which is is just like that's, hard, uh, be, yeah, that's, yeah, awesome. that's just looking after someone else. So um, I'm going to give him a shout out anyway, regardless of that, because you need to check out his website. So he's in big into Magic of the Magic Gathering, and hopefully, oh, this is the one you were Donnie showing can me. Come yeah. And talk to us. yeah, so he's got a site called, uh, and I'm just going to quickly share my screen, and then we'll wrap up because because we're, we're doing okay. Um, he's got a website called Hipsters of the Coast now. A a very steep learning curve on Magic the Gathering. Wizards of the Coast are the people who made that. So Hipsters of the Coast is his website. And it's a massive blog about magic. Um, And he's got a store. He's got news. He's got formats. I I don't understand a lot of the stuff I'm seeing on the site. So if I go and format, it has Commander, Cube, Legacy, Limited, Modern, Mm, etc. I'm assuming that's all Magic the Gathering related in terms of... Yeah, so Vintage is the oldest, and then it goes up from there. Commander's a style of deck. So, I mean, listeners of the podcast that are into Magic would definitely recognize that. We will put this, hipstersofthecoast.com. We'll put it in the tasting notes. Go and check it out. The reason I mention it is this is the perfect example of the world of Magic the Gathering embracing, loving, and crossing over with the Mm. world of the Marvel collection. Because what Donnie has done, and he, I, I'm guessing he's previously 
had a, a connection with Dave Palumbo because Dave Palumbo's worked on on masterpieces uh, on Magic the Gathering for for many years. He's done two now uh, blog entries on his blog called Exploring the 2020 Marvel Masterpieces by Dave Palumbo. And he's called it Volume 1 and Volume 2. So I think there's a Volume mm. 3 coming. And what he's done is he has touched on one of the um, ways that Dave Palumbo uh, came to do the set. Um, and we're going to talk to Dave more about this now that the set's released. So Dave, um, come and talk to us about this. But um, Dave had um, made little notes about each character on little um, index cards. And for each character, he'd focused in on one song, on one piece of music mm. that he, he kept as the hook. And I believe he listened to while he was, while he was creating the work. He did this um, with his Instagram posts, remember? Yeah, yeah he's talked That's about this. So, and what Donnie's done, he's done a blog where he breaks down the set and he goes through different artworks on each um, entry and links to the song on ah, youtube very or, cool or whatever so um and so you go for it, it says ultron and there's a song here midi surf by mad capsule markets which i've listened to and it's bonkers it's like Björk on steroids uh <laughs> 90s Björk on steroids um and black panther there's the song uh mombasa by hans zimmer mm, and lawn Bauf from the inception soundtrack and you listen to that and you're yeah. like whoa okay that's brilliant um and of course, there's Star Lord, um, and in this is Spider Man. Is Mister Brightside by the Killers? Is the song <laughs> for that? It's brilliant. And so you get a real sense into the creative process that Dave went through, and Donnie's kind of brought that together in this blog post. So it's brilliantly written because Donnie, uh, I think, has a journalistic background. Um, of course, Black Cat oh. is in that first uh, blog piece, and it's the song "All Mine" by Portishead. Which is just a stunning song. And I, I don't know if you've ever heard it. So um, I don't think I have. No, well, you're about to, because I've just clicked on the link. So what? hopefully it will play. Do you like that to it? Yeah, I like that. I, I want to listen to all of it now, but um, it's really great. But I'm just forward to the, the, the best bit. Time code. Here we go. Here she goes. Ready? But anyway, it has a very James Bond type of thing it to is, it. Uh, very uh, cool. Portishead. They're, they're, I mean, they're they're brilliant musicians. They're, they're English, wow. um, but um, very nineties as well. Um, but the and and of course she's she's coming down on a wire and she's she's about to steal something. So it's just yeah. a perfect song, you know. It's just, and very it never cool. occurred to me that. Uh, yeah, it's just an interesting insight into the creative process that an artist would 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 focus on a song to sum up the character that he was trying to portray and use that yes. as his work. I, just, I love it. So anyway, that's really I, great. That's off to that, Donnie. Thank you, uh, everyone else. Thank you, Noan. Thank you. I've loved this talking about. Thank you. This is great, you know? man. Um, 
this is this is a hoot. Um, I this will be episode mm, seventy two, I think seventy two. Yes. 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 So. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm excited. Um, we've got some bonkers guests hopefully coming up. One big one I'm trying to secure. Um, and uh, Donny, come and talk to us. Uh, if you um, buy and collect original artwork, um, come and talk to us. And just generally speaking, if you like what we're doing, please leave us a review on iTunes. Please leave us a page recommendation on our Facebook page. You can find us at the MCC Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Like, subscribe, share, comment, all of that. All that lovely stuff. All that lovely stuff helps us out. Fluffs our egos a little bit, but mainly yeah, helps that's us out. always welcome. <laughs> mainly helps us out. Um, Noren, what does this, if I hold this up to you, let me stop sharing my screen. If I hold this up to you. Yes. What am I doing right now? Bye, everybody. Enjoy collecting. <laughs> I'm enjoying collecting. This is me you enjoying, are enjoying collecting. I know. It's meta. It's yeah, very meta. It is. Yeah. Lovely. No, make, makes sense. Stop Bye. rubbing it that way. <laughs> oh, easy. Thanks for listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. Visuals and tasting notes for each episode can be found on our Facebook page. You can subscribe and leave us a voicemail via our home on anchor.fm forward slash mccp. We're also on iTunes, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. Please take a second to subscribe, like, and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. Our podcast can be found by Googling at the MCC pod, which will also find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Our Facebook community is at MCCW, Marvel Car Collectors Worldwide, and MMC, Marvel Masterpieces Collectors. The great music we use is called Rocket Power by Kevin McLeod. Thanks to the collectors, artists, and creators who support the Marvel Cards Fan Collective. We'll see you next time. And remember, it's a small hobby, but a fun one. Make mine marvel and enjoy collecting.